for joining us today at A View Beyond the Ordinary. I'm your host, Jolene Lenz. I interview some courageous souls who share their extraordinary story with the goal of helping us pursue our bliss. Let's get started and tune in. First and foremost, I want to thank all of you for joining us today at A View Beyond the Ordinary. And today's guest is Rita George. So Rita, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome, Jolene. My pleasure. I wanted to share that Rita came highly referred to me from a friend of mine I've known a number of years. So I'd love to start, Rita, if if you wouldn't mind, just sharing a bit about you and your background. Well, you know, my background begins in Peoria, Illinois, and it was very unique because I am Lebanese. No one even knew where the country of Lebanon was. And I grew up in a very rich environment. And when we all would gather with hundreds of relatives, it would be a sense of community and family and fun and music and laughter. And it was different than most of my friends because our food was different too. And at the same time, my family had a deep connection to faith and they were Catholic. And in the Catholic school, as I was being brought up, all the joy and the fun and the aliveness within me started being repressed because I was being taught that there was a God outside myself. It was a man. It was judgmental. I was a sinner. There was no place for me as a woman in the church. And I became very confused, very depressed, and many times suicidal because I felt like No one would create the universe and create people and separate themselves because of their race or their nationality or their sex. And then one day I suddenly felt, wow, maybe if I become educated beyond high school and the Catholic schools, that I could escape and discover who am I? Because I was a reflective kid and a curious kid and judged for that. So after graduating from college, and I worked my way through, I moved to Chicago, and I was the first woman selling computer software systems. And I had a sales manager who believed in me. And after six months, he totally transformed my life. It's what I call transformative moments. And he said to me, Rita, you need to quit and move to San Francisco. I said, I can't quit. I'm paying off my college debt. This is a dream position. No one else is in the sales in the computer industry. He says, you've got to go or I'll fire you. A month later, I was crossing the Bay Bridge on a balmy October night. And it will be 55 years this October when I crossed it. And I knew I had come home. Really, it was in my heart. I felt this deep interconnection with the energy there in San Francisco. And this started opening doors. And everyone has doors opening. Many times we don't recognize the door opening. And even though I had been in business, I could not achieve. There wasn't another position for me. So I started managing law firms. And lo and behold, one day I was going to an art gallery opening because I'm into various culture, operas, symphony, everything. And my colleague said to me, we're going to go to a meeting. There's a new political organization that I want to introduce you to. It's forming tonight. And I walk out of this meeting 
And I'm now the treasurer of the National Women's Political Caucus. And I'm thinking, how did I get here? But at the same time, I had always wanted to be a U.S. senator and own a business when I was a teenager. And that started one door opening over the next 10 years, Jolene. I was involved in every leadership position as a political leader in my 20s in San Francisco. It was phenomenal what we were achieving. And we were doing it in, from the standpoint that we were all creating and collaborating together on social justice and human rights issues. And I was in my glory. It was bliss because I was serving. I was helping people in a very meaningful way. So after being an appointee of the mayor, and then I'm, a, I'm also a candidate for political office, and I'm communication director for a statewide initiative, another door opened. And it guided me to start teaching people how to market themselves. And I wrote a book called Marketing Strategies for Entrepreneurs. And before you know it, I'm now establishing a business in marketing. And I'm going to be on the faculty of two universities. And I've got a newspaper column. And I'm sitting on more board of directors. And I'm helping more people. And actually, to tell you the truth, I'm exhausted. Right. And then, right? Many of us are exhausted. You know, especially if you're type A. The treadmill of life, I call it. It's yes. a treadmill. And the roller coaster ride. It's an emotional roller coaster ride. You're just clinging to the edge sometimes, just holding on, you know, with the fingernail to survive all the activity, getting ahead, achieving things, more performance, more achievements. And then my best friend died, male friend, and we had planned a trip to Egypt. And I had felt for many years that I had a deep connection to Egypt. And I was intrigued, could I go to Egypt and could I access the ancient mystery teachings? And my friend Richard thought he was Alexander the Great. So we had to go to Alexandria a week before we were to leave, he died suddenly. It was a tragedy. I knew I had to go on his behalf. And I arrived in Egypt at the Great Pyramids for three days crying, feeling empty, grieving the loss. I end up in Alexandria, Egypt at King Froke's palace on a balmy afternoon on the fall equinox, September 23rd, exactly 40 years ago. And I'm walking across the bridge and suddenly I hear auditory. You are to transform your life, Rita. You need to transform your business. You need to transform your relationships. You are going to write a book. I was shocked because I actually looked around and no one was on the bridge. And I knew this was my inner voice, but I had ignored it many times throughout my life. And then I felt this deep connection. Oh, this is when they mean when you're connected to your creative life force. This is the divine power speaking to me. What are you going to do, Rita? It said, it's your choice. And in that moment, I knew in the middle of the bridge, I could walk backwards or forward. And I made a decision. I was feeling empty. My life was really out of control. There wasn't any meaning anymore. And I was still confused. And I made a commitment. In that moment, I said, I am going to be committed no matter how much fear no matter what you ask me to do, I am going to be committed right now to heal, 
my body, mind, heart, and spirit. And I don't have a clue what that means. Not a clue. I am seriously out of balance and harmony with myself, many other people in the world around me. And it doesn't make any difference how many people I help. Something's wrong within me. That's that's an incredible wake-up call. Yes, it is. So I returned to San Francisco. I am in what they call a unitive state and consciousness, but I don't know that. I don't know anyone. I don't know how I'm going to tell the mayor of San Francisco I had a mystical experience on a bridge in Alexandria, Egypt. Or how am I going to, how am I going to tell my clients what just happened to me? And after two weeks, this experience integrated, and this is what happens when we have these unitive consciousness experiences, some subtle and some major. And then my inner voice said, and I knew in that moment, I was accessing the ancient wisdom teachings from the temples of goddess Isis from ancient times. And the first message was, Rita, you need to let go of whatever is not working in order to allow what is going to work into your life. Overnight, my home was sold. My business reigned in my office. My clients dispersed. I have no income. Everything in my life fell apart. And I wasn't scared. And my friends were and everybody's perplexed. Where's your normal anxiety about life that I had? Three months later, I am a puppet lifted out of this other self because I started pursuing healing my body, mind, heart, and spirit because I'm committed to it daily. All of a sudden, I'm in a new home, new clients, new income, new opportunities, new everything. Right. And that was the beginning of the journey where I began to access this ancient blueprint that's in all of humanity. What a gift and commitment to yourself, you know, first and foremost, to listen and hear the calling. You have written a number of of amazing books. And I have one of them I have been diving into. And it, it really helped me to see some of my own challenges uh that that keep me stuck Rita so for you to to be able to really get that calling and I've had one of those pivotal life moments and I think you call them the edge right living from the edge and then you have that just awakening and wake up call they're really instrumental in our life and it sounds like you completely changed yours when again did all this happen how many years ago was that that you were in Egypt I was there in 83 for the fall equinox. So it's the 40th anniversary um, of this fall equinox. Oh, wow. So 40 so, years ago, you yeah, really. And I was 30, yeah. And I was 38. I was, you know, I had just finished my political career. I'm in the business career. I was really young. And for you to mention that you were on the roller coaster of life, it, one thing I want to mention is it seems like so many of us and our culture teaches us, Rita to go, go, go and achieve more. And you just highlighted that. That is something upon my meditation this morning that I actually heard in my meditation that our culture is completely out of balance. And it sounds like you were out of balance in terms of where you were, you were not. It's funny that we think that the more we achieve, the happier we'll become. And and the the more power or the greater our title, the the happier we will become. And it doesn't always work like that. So the last 40 years, I was going to say, since you've gone through that, 
What would you say has been one of your greatest aha moments that came out of a result of going through that transformation? Well, you know, let me talk about something that happened after I had been in, you know, I returned from Egypt and I'm in this fledging career and I'm making as much as 2% of the population and in income. And it's incredible. And then I had to let go of everything again. And here becomes the biggest challenge that we're all facing. I have achieved this great success in, in 1986. My inner voice says, you have to let go of everything again. You have to get off this treadmill of not at the business world. And what happened is I resisted and we all resist because we're going to move into the unknown and the unpredictability and we're going to move off that edge. And if we don't have a parachute, we feel like we're not going to land safely. And my inner voice says, remember your commitment. So when I let go, within two months, the doctors informed me, you have chronic fatigue syndrome. The reason why you are so fatigued and you can't even get off the sofa, hardly out of bed in the morning, is this is a life-threatening disease and there is no cure. So for the next seven, eight years, literally I faced emotional upheaval, mental breakdowns, spiritual crisis of meeting. And many of us are in these crises right now. It's just a degree we're facing them. And after I went through this upheaval of everything, I came out the other end. And then I had another unit of consciousness experience. It was one of those uh, another aha moments. And there were two pivotal ones. In this one, I was in an improv class. And in the middle of the improv class, I was electrocuted. And my pinball machine mind literally came to a standstill. And I was present in the moment. I was calm. I was serene. No anxiety, no fear, no nothing. And when I got home, I walked around in a daze for two weeks. And I thought, oh, my God, it's another one of those units of consciousness. Who am I? Where am I going? What's going to unfold here? And I thought, but this is fabulous. My mind is not driving me crazy anymore. And then I sat down one day to reflect. And my inner voice said, take out your pen, get a yellow tablet, design the program. Design a program based upon your ancient mystery teachings. And that's what I did. And within two weeks, a number of people called me out of the blue and said, we hear you're designing something new. We want to take the class. And that's how it began. You know what? That is definitely a story of transformation. So no wonder that you've written books on this. And one of the things that stands out, I want to quote you in the book. This is something that Rita says, just so everybody knows from Stories from the Edge, by acknowledging fear and making it a friend, we unleash a new level of potential, talents, excitement, creativity, and joy. When we go into the unknown, Rita, it's been my experience that it, it is so, it, it's it's unraveling, as you said, and it and we don't know what to expect. So that's why so many of us stick to the known and we feel that we're safer there. We can control it. <laughs> But what I'm really finding out in, in, in my own life too, and especially from reading your book and hearing about other stories, is it's when we acknowledge the fear and move out into the unknown and allow those doors to open and experiences to happen that we really 
are, get to experience some joy that we never even knew. And it isn't always around money. Sometimes money does bring joy. Yes. Money's just energy, really. Uh, yes. But isn't it amazing that we all believe, though, it's just that our belief system is that, oh, achieve, achieve, achieve. And really, it, it's more around just allowing life to happen and, and flow. And then really what I heard you just say now is being present. That electrocution yes. moment helped you in that moment, purely get out of your mind for a bit and just be present. To be present and then also move into my heart mm. and allow, because, you know, the process was unraveling all the conditioning, all the programming, all the times I gave around, I gave away my power, all the times I allowed someone to steal my power. And it was always about control, someone trying to control you someone trying to push their belief systems on you and, and the subconscious takes it in and it starts believing this is who you are and it has nothing to do with your true authentic self. Mm. So that was part of the process of the unraveling through the ancient mystery school, principle by principle, quality by quality was being unfold, unfolded. And you were emerging from the negative side of feeling helpless and powerless and trying to control everything and being distracted and feeling restless and then have an enormous tension and stress all the time to the other side of the equation where you are living with integrity. You are accessing your wisdom from your heart. You have courage. You're not distracted. You're present in the moment. And you're accessing that deeper sense of kindness and compassion for yourself and others. And then you emerge into ease and harmony and bliss and joy on a level that you never imagined was possible. It, you know, I feel it. And when I'm talking to you, I feel that emerging from you, Rita. And and what a life is that. So on that note, you know, I always there's so many listeners out there right now, they're struggling with anxiety, with the things that you and I just talked about. What would be your one? Uh, one key advice to start them on the journey to really more fulfillment and happiness. Well, you know, happiness and fulfillment is an inside job. So I even taught that in marketing. Marketing's is not about what's going on in the outer world. You are marketing your service, your product, who you are, the value of who you are, your gifts and talents. And each one of us has unique gifts and talents that we're here to develop. And then we're here to serve ourselves and the collective because everyone's needed to bring the world back into balance. So when I say to people, you've got to connect with the wisdom of your heart. That is the most valuable thing you can do for yourself. But it begins by first with the first goddess Isis principle of realizing that the creative life force is within you. There is one power, one consciousness. There is one source of everything. And it's within you and you are present with it. And once you can fi finally feel that, you will start being guided by it. That's beautiful. And that is a great way to get started. And on that note, in terms of what the world needs more of right now, I know you and I spoke a little bit earlier about the, the paradigm that we're moving from. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about you know, the one that we are leaving, I hope, and moving into the new yes. one. So I'd love for you to explain it. You do it beautifully. Okay. We are, we're, we're in conflict right now and in crisis. And that's how I, whenever I had a client, they came to me in conflict between these two paradigms. And the one paradigm was 
people had attempted to control their life, the voices of authority, and they believed those voices of authority. And they actually were the voice of authority attempting to control other people. So the paradigm goes like this. There's the control, the compete, everyone's competition, and I have to conquer you and dominate you and manipulate you so I can feel okay about myself and I could be successful in the outer world. That's one paradigm. And we're seeing it played out on a large level where right now eight men, eight billionaires own as much as 50% of the population, which is 4 billion people. That's what happens with that paradigm and destroying mother nature. The other paradigm, it comes more from our feminine nature and you need both your masculine and feminine nature, but it's really the wisdom of we're here to connect with our own inner self and allow guidance to come through us and guide our life. We're here to connect with other people and mother nature. We're here to collaborate and cooperate with others. And we're here to then in that collaboration, co-create together with our individual and collective talents. Those are the two paradigms emerging. And what the whole process I learned from Aegis is moving us from the control, the compete and conquer over to the connect the collaborate and the co-create. And at the same time, I come from an ancient culture, as I said, those ancient Phoenicians. And they had seven practices. Are you interested in knowing? I would love um, to hear about them. Yes. Because they represent the world we are moving towards. So in ancient time, we're talking 6,000 years ago, even though they were surrounded eventually by warlike neighbors. They had a certain practices within their own, and this is a long story, I've written a book about it, about how they maintain harmony and coherence within themselves. They were very peaceful and they were exceptionally prosperous, wealthy. And these are the seven practices. So think about it. First, that everybody was a partner. They collaborated with everybody. No one was an enemy, everybody's your friend. As they traveled the seas, all the cultures, they admired them, respected them, no matter what their language, whatever. The second one, you never get involved in war. You resolve all conflict through diplomacy. The third one, you have deep reverence for Mother Nature because you can't breathe or live without her. And that extends that women are partners in your society, equal partners in business, community, everything. The fourth one is, that you literally, everyone has to be included in your society. I mean, there is inclusion, there's equality. Um, they believe that you would share in the risk and the rewards of everything they did in their culture. So no one was poor, everyone had health care, everyone was educated, everybody had a house. But there was difference in mobility. Everybody could have upward mobility and some were wealthier than others. There was privacy. They didn't boast about their achievements like we do in our society. What they wanted was lasting response, actually lasting response uh, relationships with people. And of course, what brought them to this was their international trade. They knew that the key to be having a successful business was that everybody in the company, everyone in their culture being involved, engaged in the success of their international venture of trading in the Mediterranean. What a way to live. 
I mean, that yes. I can see why it was so successful. And, and, and I really do. I, I am visioning that right now for our world. I think we need more of that because the, the way that the system works currently, I think we all feel it. It's, it's out of whack right now. Rita, that would be my language. Out of well, whack. It is, out of, it is not only out of whack, but we're all kind of confused. It's chaotic. And fearful, right. And stressed out because it's out of whack because we know it. We're feeling that. Right. We're feeling that energy. So what a beautiful way to end on that note. I was going to say for all of you too, Rita and I plan to co collaborate, I should say, going forward down the road here later this year and hope to be sharing more about the details forthcoming around around this topic, transformations. Rita, in terms of a lasting note to leave with the listeners today as they partake in their day, what would you like to leave them with? Whatever you appreciate expands. So my final message is every day before you get out of bed and when you go to bed at night, you actually put your hand on your heart and you feel how grateful you are for all the good in your life, all the wonderful things that are working. And you know that you'll be guided the next day to expand that awareness and appreciate more because the more you appreciate, the more it will expand. And if you think about the negative, you'll have more negative. So that's it. Gratitude and appreciation for who you are and all the good in your life. Well, Rita, thank you for that message. And I am grateful for all of you for joining today. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for being you. We appreciate you. All right. And Rita, I greatly appreciate your time and you. Thank you. It was a delight to speak with you. Thank you, Jolene. It's a delight for me to be here with you and everyone who will be listening. Make it a great day. And may you be blessed. Thank you all for joining us in this journey today. We are so grateful that you're here. And if you would like to connect to one of the guests, I always share their information in the show notes on my website, which is jolenelens.com. That's J-O-L-I-N-E-L-E-N-Z. And don't forget to also subscribe to the podcast. I'd certainly appreciate that. And I'm wishing you all much joy and fulfillment in your path ahead. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody.